Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Happy Friday, per usual. And recapping the last few weeks, we have a lot on health and status and the update of going into third trimester. So hopefully y'all are getting caught up on that. I'm going to be switching pace for a little bit. I feel like a lot of people have been asking me questions and I follow this very closely. And I want to first start off by explaining and sharing my history on religion. So when I was born, I was born into a family that was part of a Methodist church. And later in our toddler adolescent years, we were then transferred over into a Lutheran church. And if people don't know what a Lutheran church is, it's kind of like a Catholic setting, uh, just a little different from their beliefs on saints and Mary and a few of the tiny minor details that I don't need to go into. However, it's a Lutheran setting. I spent my K through 8th education there where I was confirmed and part of the church. Once I got into high school, my rebellious years started coming upon me. So I kind of started questioning things. I kind of distanced myself from the church a little bit. I would go here and there. I'd be a part of small things. I just wasn't really involved like I was when I was going to school. And then I was really close with my grandparents, my dad's side. And when my grandma passed away, I promised my grandfather at the time that I would take him to church. Because of his health status, he needed to have a full-time caregiver. So my family all band together to take care of my grandfather. I was one of the ones who decided to take him to church every Sunday. And he was born Catholic But because my grandma was a Baptist, he then converted to being a Baptist. So then I was going to a Baptist church. Went to a Baptist church for several years, religiously. (laughs) Every Sunday, I would take him to church. And then when my dad retired, I wouldn't say he retired because he still truck drives. But when he parked his truck to really come in off of the street and become more full-time, hands-on, with my grandfather, he then stepped up and was taking him to church more regularly than I was. From there, I started trying to figure out where my beliefs were. What were they? How do I see them? And it led me to question a lot of things. And remind you, when I was in K through 8th, in 7th grade, we had a class of religion where we studied Every religion that was out there, from atheism, agnostic, satism, Hinduism, Buddhism, most all of them. There was one religion, I don't really call it a religion, I think it's more of a lifestyle, that was not studied and that was pagan. And as I started exploring in my adult life more religions, I didn't really get involved with the essence of a pagan mindset. 
But it's important that I make that apparent because where I'm going with this and where this episode is going, it involves paganism. So I went to a non-denominational church. I found the most rewarding sense of peace at that non-denominational church. I went religiously. I was there every Sunday. I got turned on to a radio station where I listened to it almost every single time I was in the car, out of the car. I had it on my apps. I was very much, you could say, if we put a label on it, I was the closest to God, but I really wasn't. I was just following a man-made cookie-cutter structure of what they said was close to God. And then they said if I wasn't doing one thing or if I wasn't doing another thing or if I wasn't being involved here or I wasn't being involved there, that I was missing out on opportunities of what God wants for me. And I just, I tried. I tried to really indulge myself into these expectations that this church was trying to put on me. And it didn't feel right. And eventually I started feeling like, I want more in life. Like there's gotta be something more in life. And I couldn't figure it out. So I started on this journey, and this goes into a different aspect of life, and we'll get into that in maybe another episode because it's not the point. However, I started really learning and leaning in to my own spirituality. Now, let's be very clear. There's a difference between religion and spirituality. Religion is organized. It has rules and boundaries and limitations and expectations. Spirituality is a form of belief. And it doesn't come with an umbrella type of method. You don't live under an umbrella. It's what you believe. And that truly is something that's more freeing than what anybody can give you. And there are very much a lot of people out there that look at me and call me a false quote-unquote Christian. But that's not how I see myself. And if we had to really label what I believe in, I guess you can label me as a Christian pagan. Which if you ever studied paganism, that and Christian don't go together. The Christians hated the pagans, and the pagans hated the Christians, and they were always at war with one another. However, there's no label for who I am, because I know that God is my creator, and I do believe in the three in one. I believe there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. There are aspects of each structured religion that align with what I believe and what I appear to see. And the Bible, that's a whole different topic of a podcast that we can go into later down the road. But yes, I do believe the Bible. Do I think everything is true in the Bible? I think things are skewed. I think when you go through translation so many times from different languages, different eras, in different ways, I feel that there are words and stories and things that have been skewed because of translation. It's like playing the telephone game. Somebody whispers in one kid's ear, and by the time it gets down to the 20th kid's ear, it's a little different. If, it, if at all, it's the same. <laughs> 
might be completely different from what the kid originally said. That's how I feel. Now, do I feel like there is some truth in what the word says? Absolutely. Do I feel guided on where the word has spoken and what it gives? Absolutely. Now, let's dive into paganism. You know, a lot of people say it's witchcraft. Okay, that's your viewpoint. However, when you put it into a perspective where I'm not taking the ownership of what I'm doing, I'm giving it to God and his almighty power. So if, and this is where I'm going with the episode. A lot of people have been talking about astrology and what's been going on this year because a lot of a lot is going on this year, which is awesome because it's setting us up for the next big events that are occurring in our world, in our life, in our path, in our alignment, in all of it. And I do see it as God, the Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, is the one who developed the solar system. This guy is smart. He's not a man of of some type of evilness that people put on it. And he might not even be a man. People can say he can be a woman. I don't think it's a gender. I just say God. God. And some people say universe. Some people say source. Some people say creator. So, you know, it doesn't matter. And that is where people get hung up on and where the formality of organized religions can be very critical to people, though we are all saying the same thing and mean the same thing, we're getting hung up on words. So stop getting hung up on words. It's just words. God, who I use because I believe in God and other people believe it as a source, the universe, the creator, whatever. But for right now, I'm using the word God. God created the galaxy. When, And I'm going to use the pronoun he. If people are offended, be what it is. I believe it's he. That's my belief. You can change it to fit your criteria. And when I say he, you mentally just think she. Don't be offended. Don't say, oh, this, she's got it wrong. I don't have anything wrong because I don't know. I've never personally went upstairs and died and met the man or, you know, I've never been visited by him particularly and I hear a voice of a male or female. It's not the point. <laughs> so don't get hung up on the little semantics of it all. I will say he is a pronoun. If you need to change it for your own preference, you change it for your own preference. I believe he is super smart that he cannot just rain down his voice and tell us, listen to me, I am the almighty, this is what I need from you. I don't believe that is possible because where our limitations of our mindset are set, we won't listen, nor will we believe it, nor we would be put into some psychological place where they're going to put us in a rubber room if we just told somebody, we hear the voice of God. And if somebody is on that level where they've heard the voice of God, awesome. I am so happy that you have that close divinity to your source. That is fantastic. Other people get their close source through different methods. Sometimes it's meditation. Sometimes it can be through journaling. Sometimes it is through the word of God, which is why I say most is truth. 
they find the guidance in the word of God. There's many different ways. One way in particular where it comes into paganism is where I believe is astrology. Astrology has figured out through our solar system how things work. And I don't think God did that on accident. I believe he does it on purpose because we all have a true alignment. And somehow, in some way, if you were to look at multiple different finger quotes on this one, religions... You can see they all interlink somehow in some way. You just change the term or you change the wording or you change something and they all interlink together. It's very crazy and it's awesome at the same time. So what I want to dive into is what everybody has been buzzing about and it's the retrogrades. Some people believe it, some people don't. Now everybody looks up their zodiac sign or they play the fun, what's my horoscope? And that has a correlation. Sometimes it has some type of meaning, sometimes it doesn't. For me, everything that I have found to research has been very true. Now when you dive into astrology, you find that you just have many houses. So you have like your rising, your sun, your moon, and then you have 12 houses and that goes into more. We can go into a podcast later about that and kind of explain each one. Right now we're discussing retrogrades because that's a huge factor of what our month, August, going into September has been intense and intensified with. So a retrograde is in astrology and it's a planet or a body and it appears to be moving backwards through zodiac. And it isn't actually moving backwards. It just seems that way. Normal movement for the planets is forward. So when they appear to move backwards, this throws off the planet's energy. Now stay with me because people talk about energy. And if we really think about it, God did not screw up when he made science. And science can argue that religion is hocus pocus and religion people can say, No, science can be hocus pocus. If we really look at it, guys, God made science. God made ions. God made channels of energy through space, through matter, through earth, through eons, like positive, negative, propelling, connecting. Like he did all of this. So when we take away the labels and we just look at it in a whole picture, the source, the creator, and God, all whatever we want to call it, has made this huge environment to really live our best and full lives. Now, the reason why there's planet, planet energies and why it gets thrown off through retrogrades is really what I'm going to be kind of diving into. So, And it does deal with zodiac houses. So there is a way for you to find out your sun, moon, and rising. Rising, most people know it's your date of birth. However, in order to find out your sun, moon, and the 12 houses, they're normally generators that are on online that can do that. You need to know your birthplace, your birth time, p.m., a.m., and as well as your date of birth. I believe that's everything you need to know. My sister did mine, and she found it through research in a book. So that's how I knew mine. 
Now, when I dive into retrogrades, please understand that these happen all the time. This isn't something that just stops because of the energy in the galaxy. These are things that occur all the time. However, it's my way of thinking, God's way of communication. He can't just rain down his voice, we won't listen, or we'll think we're psychotic and end up in a rubber room. So he shifts the planet in order to show us areas and aspects of our lives that either need um, changing, that need more improvement, that need to be better focused on, or that need to come to a close to bring us to a higher alignment of where he needs us to be, to be at the best we can be. Some people look at this as like a negative thing, like, oh my God, these retrogrades are screwing up my life. No, they aren't. They aren't meant to screw up lives. Nothing is meant to screw up your life. Everybody puts this evil stigma on this revengeful God. No, life is meant to be lived, like Gandhi even said, love, peace, harmony. The problem is, is society and other dark entities have trained our brain to be so negative with what we are, what we go through and what we do go through. And this is something, again, we can work on a little bit more with explaining different aspects of how to heal internally. However, I read an article that talked about darkness isn't meant to be evil. People take the word darkness and they make it evil. But darkness is actually supposed to be good because just like in any religion, there is light and there is dark. That's the same for any aspect of life. There is light, which is the love and the peace. And there is dark, which are the gray areas of our life that teach us how to come to the light. If we don't have those gray areas, I'm not even going to call them dark. They're gray. If we do not have these gray areas that help us become better, we're just going to be stuck and we're not going to keep getting better. And this is where people can choose to be better. This is where people can choose to stay right where they are because that's how life feels loving, peaceful, and fulfilling. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong. Nobody is telling you you have to constantly be working on doing better. Nope. If you feel your life is very fulfilled, you're in a loving, peaceful great environment and everything's rocking. Some days you might feel a little wonky, but you're okay most of the time. You're good. Live your life to what makes you feel good and what makes you feel safe. Now back on topic with the retrogrades. So most commonly known is the Mercury retrograde. And believe it or not, this is the most one that goes into retrograde three to four times out of the year for about three weeks. And when people literally make jokes about Mercury retrograde, they'll make memes about it, GIFs, whatever. Mercury is one that is on communication and technology. So yeah, people are going to feel it the most because we are in a society filled with technology. So has your phone been acting weird? Has your computer randomly shut down on you and you don't know why? Mercury. And it's not that it's like woo voodoo. It's the energy of the planets that are in spiral. And what do you think technology is? Technology is energy. So yeah, it's going to have an effect. And then the effect of communication on us. Like this last time Mercury was in retrograde, my fiance and I, we are very good at communication. I have to say I'm very proud of how we communicate. And we have been off of our rocker and looking at each other like, how did we get off? And it's just Mercury being in retrograde. 
Of course, his belief system is different than mine, and that's okay. But he respects me enough, so when I say, oh, stupid Mercury again, he just giggles and laughs it off. Whether he believes it or not, it doesn't matter. He respects my beliefs. So if somebody has a different belief system, you don't have to disrespect them. You just move on. Don't be rude. (laughs) I think I say that way too much in podcasts. Don't be rude. So what I want to go over is the main planets of what is retrograding, what they affect, and then what time of year in 2023 you are going to feel those retrogrades. And some have already passed. So the biggest one is we had six to seven planets in retrograde in this small time, and that was very heavy. And I can feel that a lot of people felt it, but a lot of people did not understand or know what it means. So diving in, we had Mercury, which is with technology and communication, and that was with the earth signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. If you do not know where Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn is, we'll do a separate episode for that later. Venus is normally the one of like love, affection, even sometimes um, of money as well. So if you ever have any type of issues with money or finances, see if Venus is in retrograde. You got Mars, messing with communication and expression. And then you have Jupiter, which also helps find blocks that kept us from expanding or exploring or experiencing life, almost like pursuing opportunities. Saturn is more restrictive than usual, but exposes karmic issues to work on. And everybody believes in karma. I don't know one person who has told me they don't believe in karma, but what goes around comes around. It doesn't matter if it's good karma or bad karma, Saturn serves it up. So if you do good, good comes back. If something is horrible, it's going to come back. Karma will come. Uranus slows down big changes. This is more like stability increase for impatience and rebellion. So A lot of times if Uranus is in retrograde, you're going to start feeling like impatient. Something's not happening right away for us. And that's really hard in our society because we are a society of the now, of wanting it now. And when Uranus is in retrograde, it teaches us to step back, slow down, be patient. Neptune makes reality more difficult to grasp. So strong intuition becomes more important, like your gut feelings, that little tickle on the back of your neck that says, hey, this isn't, this isn't right, makes it a little bit more difficult to grasp. Pluto provides an opportunity to adjust to massive transformations. Chiron makes us more introspective and reflective so we can remove blocks to healing. So if you've been through a lot of situations, a lot of gray areas in your life, Chiron, when it is retrograding, it helps us reflect and remove what is blocked. And a lot of times this can be very difficult. So where people are like, this is wonderful, you're healing, this is beautiful, all of the things. It can be very heavy because you're revisiting trauma and you're revisiting aspects of your life that may have hurt you or caused you to feel some type of emotion. And that can be very heavy. And if you suppress it, once Chiron goes retrograde again, you will re-deal with it. It will resurface until you deal with it. So for those who are in a very loving, peaceful, harmony area, but Chiron goes retrograde and you have that wonky day where you're feeling some emotion, visit that. 
So you can keep being love and peaceful. So every time it goes retrograde, you don't have to keep feeling it. So most of the time, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron affect the sun and the moon of your astral of your zodiac signs. Oh, and your rising too. So sun, moon, and rising. So that's why some people tell you to kind of figure out your house chart, depending on where it retrogrades and where it's falling at in the zodiac chart, will affect your sun, moon, or rising. And we'll do an episode on sun, moon, and rising in the 12 houses so you understand what that impacts because they all mean a different thing. And some people I know have all the same zodiac for each three of those areas. And like myself, I do not. I am an Aries rising, a Taurus sun, and a Virgo moon. And that is why sometimes I can adapt to different zodiac signs and personalities because I am in a very different sun, moon, and rising. And I'll get into that in another episode where I break down what they mean. Now to kind of explain where the retrogrades are happening for the year and what has already happened. So you have Mercury that's been retrograde from April 21st to May 14th. And let me just tell you that was in the Ver or in the Taurus house and in the Gemini house. Then it's going to go into retrograde as well as in, um, right now it's in retrograde from Sep August, I think it went retrograde August 23rd to September 15th. Remember, Mercury goes retrograde three to four times out of the year. This isn't like a one and done process. Homeboy keeps coming back around for more. Then you also have... Pluto retrograde, which has been retrograding from May 1st, and it's going to end October 10th. So again, it's impacting Scorpio, Capricorn, and Aquarius. This is the first retrograde with Pluto and Aquarius, and it's focusing on major transformations that impact future. It's not just like a hope and a dream. It's actually acting thanks to Pluto. Some changes can come out of nowhere, and this is where we have to be flexible. Saturn retrograde, June 17th through November 4th. This is going to be entirely in Pisces, and it's a new sign for Saturn. It is quite karmic. So there's that. What goes around comes back around. And if you are seriously listening to this and you think in your head, well, this happened to me and this wasn't karma, Maybe it wasn't Saturn that was serving it up. Just kind of revisit that. Like, you feel like it's karma, but it's not that karma. So just kind of keep that in mind, by the way. But it's excellent for releasing karmic baggage, energetic sludge, and emotional areas. Especially because Pisces is a water sign. It is very in tune with feelings and emotions. So it's very important that when stuff surfaces, when those areas of life come back to try and get out of your body, visit that emotion. Some people think it's weak for crying or weak for this or emotion is weakness. No, it is literally purifying the body. Let it go. You also have Neptune in retrograde from June 30th to December 6th. It's almost like a, a notorious fog that's been even stronger 
with Neptune in Pisces as well, and it naturally rules that sign. It can be difficult to see what's right in front of us, and we may not think things through carefully enough. This can also be, since Saturn is in Pisces for this Neptune retrograde, karmic energy can be super strong with it, combined. So when both of these signs are in Pisces, again, that's one of those things where it's like, visit that emotion. Check in with yourself. What do you need to feel safe? What do you need to feel good? Venus, oh, the beautiful planet of Venus. It retrograded July 22nd to September 3rd. So yes, it was literally in the Leo house for all of August. And if you felt like you were having some issues in your love life, maybe relationships in general. And when I say relationships, it can be friendships, family relationships, loving relationships, career relationships, like with a coworker. It does not just mean your partner. It can be any relationship aspect in your life. Though Venus is of love and romance, so it hits harder in the partner area, it can be any relationship that you take and you admire. And it could be for reconnecting with old flames, like old friendships. Maybe you're adopted and you're reconnected with your family. It can also be a reconnecting of loved ones. Say, you know, marriage is going through a divorce. Venus goes retrograde and you guys actually see you can communicate and work through it. You rekindle it. There are many different scenarios to Venus. And through that, it will show you. It will also show you if somebody is meant to be in your life. And this can be hard. And I have definitely experienced this one really hard in August is seeing who's meant to be in my journey and who's not meant to be in my journey. And that can be super hard because when someone is revealing their true self to you and you're not ready to let go and you have to let go because you realize what Venus is showing you. And I say Venus because Venus is in retrograde, but in reality, God sends Venus into retrograde to show us who is really in our corner, who is really supposed to be aligning with us. God can't rain down and tell me, hey, this person's a jerk, stay away from them. Nope. He sends Venus into retrograde to have their zodiac sign show them their real self to me. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that where I'm going in my life and where they're going in their life, it no longer represents the same path. Doesn't mean that you have to be evil, spiteful, malicious, rude. It just shows you that you guys are not on the same path anymore. Like I said, can be in any aspect of your life. It does not have to be just in a lover's quarrel. It could be anything, even with coworkers. Chiron went retrograde the day after Venus on July 23rd, and it stays retrograde till December 26th. This is mostly impacting our Aries. This is intense because I am a rising sign of an Aries. Chiron is like the wounded healer. It's showing the wounds we have and how we can heal and grow from them. So to say I've been experiencing a lot of gray areas popping up and healing from it, absolutely. 
Is that wonderful for myself? Sure, I'm okay with it because I'm about to be a mom. I don't want my trauma from what I dealt with in life to come back and be inflicted on my child. I would much rather deal with the gray areas of my life and process it out so I can be a very healed, loving, nurturing mother to my child. So I'm okay with it. Is it hard? Yeah. Everybody thinks it's rainbows and sunshine. You cross the bridge, you go to the rainbow. It's so beautiful. No, (laughs) it's really hard, really sucks. And there's a lot of tears and there's a lot of feelings of like, oh my gosh, this hurts still. But you got processed through that hurt. Chiron retrograde is a quieter time. It's really meant for like reflection, self-care. Like you really need to go inwards. So that can be very hard because this, these are lessons that I'm still learning because I'm very much somebody who I needed to share my problems with everybody. I'd call everybody and their mom to share my problems. And I have learned not to. I have learned to deal with my issues with myself, with my fiance, and with God through prayer and meditation. And that can be pretty hard because when I was going to church, you know, I would lean more into the word and what the pastor said and the message of the day. And really, I found the most amount of internal healing when I would sit with myself and just allow myself in meditation to explore the healing that I needed to do. And through that, I got closer to God. So where people say, oh, I converted to this religion and I'm the closest to God. Oh, I did this religion. I'm the closest to God. Mine's the total opposite. I went through every religion feeling like something was missing. And then when I stepped away and I personally spent more time with God isolated and by myself and not in a structured formation, I got the closest I've ever been to God. And that's amazing. It's something that's awesome. But you please know that Chiron being in retrograde, it is the day after Venus starts. So Sometimes this can cause in like for myself old memories of like past relationships. So there was a lot of healing from past relationships I had to uncover through that too. So it was multiple layers of healing that I did through August. Very intense. Again, Mercury, again, like I said, went retrograde 23rd through September 15th. Now, remind you, this you now have all of these planets in retrograde and then Uranus joins the party August 28th and it'll stay retrograde till January 27th so you have all of these planets in retrograde so when people are saying it's feeling really heavy it's feeling like a lot yeah there's a lot being served up on a platter right now Anyways, Uranus going into retrograde August 28th through January 27th. It's really going to be impacting the Taurus and Aquariuses in our life. So where my sun sign is in Taurus, again, Uranus is one of those ones that can affect your sun, moon, or rising. And my sun's a Taurus. So I'm feeling all of these feelings, guys. If you're feeling it with me, I feel it. (laughs) Uranus is the planetary ruler of change. So man, when I say I feel all the change... That is for sure happening. I feel chapters closing. I feel chapters opening. I feel relationships leaving. I feel good things coming. I feel all the change that is coming. And I do welcome it with open arms because I know it's where God wants me to be 
to be in the best way that he needs me to be. And Taurus means the changes likely impact our values. So what we feel is worth something, stability, security, um, plans for change and taking small steps, it, it's, all, it's all about that. It's so intense. And when, that's why I said when you deep dive into this and you start studying what's your sun, moon, and rising, what house it impacts, how it impacts that, you start realizing that these correlations in life are all, they're all doing it together. Jupiter is going to go retrograde September 4th through December 30th. So again, impacting our Taurus and our Sagittarius. Jupiter retrograde occurring in Taurus and Jupiter in the Taurus house helps us focus on improving the stability, security, and confidence of ourselves, which I'm not mad at. It can also make us stubborn and stuck. So as this goes retrograde and I'm feel in the future, if I feel in that place, I address where that's coming from. And that's a big way to move forward because you got to imagine Jupiter is still in, Jupiter will be retrograde, but it's also Saturn and Neptune are still in retrograde. Mercury will still be in retrograde. All of these retrogrades are going to be happening together. And then again, Mercury goes retrograde again, December 13th through January 1st. And that will mostly impact Gemini's Virgos, Sagittarius, and Capricorns, but it will be the final retrograde of 2023. But don't worry, you know, it always starts over in 2024, retrogrades three to four times out of the year. So that is why the end of the year is a huge impact. Right now, retrogrades are being talked about so much because they are happening so close together that the amount of change and the propelling of energy forward into where we're supposed to be is so incredible that more people are asking, why are retrogrades what they are? What are they doing? Well, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. What, where are your houses? Where are your sun, moon, and rising? What are you feeling? Where are you at? Where's the retrogrades? All of that has a play. However, this is something you're listening to. You think it's a bunch of hocus pocus voodoo. That's fine. I do not push my belief system on anybody. You could truly skip over this segment. I do not mind. But I will be introducing more of these energetic sections to the podcast because I find more and more people are genuinely curious on what all of these mean, what is happening, and why they're feeling the way they're feeling. And I'm not somebody who just talks the lingo. I can break it down and explain it into layman terms so people are understanding. Am I an astrologer? No. I do study astrology, but that does not make me the astrologer with finger quotes. I follow a lot of astrologers who break this down and I understand what they're saying. But if I send that video to somebody, they're going to look at me and be all like, that sounds like gibberish. Okay, well, now I'm going to be here to tell you what that gibberish means and to strap in and what to look for. And if this is an area of healing and you want to reach out and discuss, you know, maybe a healer that may be beneficial for you, please reach out. I have a few connections I can put you in tune with and touch and put you in touch with it. I hope this is one of those messages that is received in a very loving way because I don't want somebody to listen to this and be all like, she's not a Christian because that's a label and I don't do labels. 
I am a fearless leader of God, and that's what I am. And I speak his truth, and I give love and peace and patience and generosity to all those around me just like he did. Because my biggest thing is, is when I'm in a conflict, I say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? That's why a lot of people do not like when I say I'm a Christian pagan. But like I said in the beginning, I feel everything interlinks together. So made this section a little longer, but I felt it was necessary to explain myself before I went into retrogrades. And now you guys can understand retrogrades a little bit more if that's something. Um, If you guys have questions, you guys want to hear more on retrogrades, you guys want a particular retrograde broken down, I will be introducing more segments of the zodiacs, the houses, the astrology behind it, how it all correlates, because there's so much behind this that needs to be uncovered and discussed. So I hope you guys have a really great week. Look forward to your feedback. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.